Welcome to the Wire to Wire podcast. As always, it's me, your host Yusuf. In this episode, I'm joined by special guest David Wood. He's an international life and business coach with over 20 years of experience. He runs the largest coaching business and was featured by numerous large media outlets such as Forbes. In this episode, we discuss his journey and he provides valuable tips that people can apply to improve in different aspects of their life. So without further ado, let's just get right to it. Welcome to the Wire to Wire podcast. This podcast released, it's a lifestyle podcast and it's just a space uh, for listeners to learn about navigating the different areas of life. So it's great to have you on. Thank you. Um, So to kick things off, uh, just tell the listeners about yourself and what it is that you do. Sure. I work with successful business owners who want more out of life. So we start with the business stuff, more revenue, more time off. But then we get to the stuff that I really care about. How are you showing up in the world? How's your courage? How are your relationships? How's your authenticity? Um, How's your self-care? I want to know, I want myself and everyone that I come into contact with to be playing for real in the games of life and work so that, and here's the test, on your deathbed, whenever that time comes, will you be able to look back and say, I gave it everything? Or are you going to say, I wish I went for it more. I wish I focused more. I wish I said I loved you more that's uh that's a little bit about me and what i do yeah and how long have you been in like how long have you been in this uh space where you're providing coaching on life 23 years 23 years yeah so you're a veteran in the game yeah 23 years and and i do both private coaching for people who really need that personalized attention and then also i have a group program called samurai which is um it's more structured it's like, let's start with your productivity, then let's work on your revenue, and then let's work on your um, leverage. And again, mainly for business owners. I also coach executives, but not as many. It's, it's mainly people who are running the whole show. Okay. And when you're dealing with all these like business owners and people from different walks of life, what would you say are some of the, I guess, common elements that you find when you're interacting with them and working with them? common elements uh firstly a lot of people are scattered and you know which is there are two things that i find hold us back as humans one is this shiny object syndrome let's go for the new shiny thing oh that's great i should do this for example um i just decided to get into acting but within acting am i going to do musicals am i going to do um straight theater Am I going to do film and television? Am I going to do commercials? You got to make a choice if you want to do well. But the mind goes, oh, I don't want to miss out. I want to do everything. And maybe I do voiceovers as well. And what about improv? I can go and do that. Stand-up comedy, that's kind of related. Mm -hmm. So this shiny object syndrome is the first thing that holds us back. The second one is the comfort zone. We're creatures of comfort and habit, and we just want to brush our teeth the same way we brushed them yesterday, 
will make the same cup of tea or coffee and put it in the same mug and and that's how we tend to live now we didn't we didn't put a man on the moon by living that way we got out of the comfort zone for that each one of us needs to ask ourselves how do i get out of my comfort zone so i can have a, a greater life than the one i'm living now unless you're loving your life perfectly if you love everything about your life don't change a thing but if you want more we've got to handle shiny object syndrome we need to focus and we need to get out of the comfort zone and that's going to require courage to do some things that may feel uncomfortable and what are usually some methods or a method that people can kind of do to start counteracting that because you know a lot of times as people sometimes we think we have to make radical changes all at once right yeah do you think it can sometimes be something slow and gradual like to move towards change it can be i th i see both methods working for me it's often big change all at once it's i find that easier so i wrote up some self-care things that i i wanted to do and this is an exercise that i might have my clients do in fact listeners write down on a piece of paper what you would be doing differently if your self-care was impeccable that's just one example of an exercise what would you be doing differently i made this list recently i'd, I'd walk my dog three to four times a week uh, i'd play three squash matches a week i'd use blue light blockers in my glasses when i'm watching tv i'd finish tv by 10 o'clock and i'd be in bed by 11. all right those are some examples it's easier for me to make a lot of change at once and then do it for seven days and see if I want to keep going. Uh, I also cut out uh, cane sugar, except for the odd waffle. Sometimes yeah. I'll, I'll have some waffles at night. Um, so that's a great, big change. Now, for other people, they might just say, well, I'll do one change uh, for a week or two and then I'll do another one. The thing is, how are you going to stick to it? If you have a coach, no problem. The coach can help you track it and, and say to you, all right, what's the next change? Are you gonna do it? All right, great. Are you still with doing that last one? If you're doing it alone, I don't know if I could track it myself to do one change every week or two and then another one and then another one. I'd rather just do them all at once. Yeah. Now, what can people do? Okay, the first thing you can do is get clear. Like we're going into 2022 very soon get clear on what does a successful 2022 look like for you write it write it down at the end of 22 this is what i will have in my life and this is how i will feel about it that's a beginning and if you have 20 different things on the list you're going to need to pick three to six and put the rest in a drawer so we've already got two important concepts now one creating what you want and then two doing some triage or prioritizing on that so that you can narrow it down into what really matters. Because if you try and focus on 20, you'll drop all 20 of those balls. Right? Now it's not easy. And again, this is where coaching can come in. Someone who can prompt you to see that, make sure that you're aiming high enough and then help you whittle it down until you've got what really matters most. And people fight against that. Oh, but I want to do that and I want that and I want that. Yeah, but if you want all of that, you might not get any of it. So what would be number one? What would be number two? What would be number three? And then once you have that vision 
for say 12 months, you need to layer it and bring it back to three months and then bring it back to say one week and say, well, what does a successful week look like? And you need to do that every week. What am I going to take on this week? And then here's the hard bit. What am I not going to take on? What will I put in a drawer until this week is over? It's very hard. And then, then we bring it back to a day. So when you wake up, how do you make sure that your actions tomorrow are aligned with that 12 month goal? Mm -hmm. It's not easy because the brain's like, Oh, I want to do everything. I'll, I'll give you, here's a list. Here's my list today. And so this is another important technique. I said, we're going to create what we do 12 months out. We create what we're going to do three months out, seven days out. Well, this morning I created what today looks like. Mm -hmm. And so here's the list. And there's too much on this list. Tweak a promotional email and get it to the guy who's going to send it. Stretch, stretch your body. Mm -hmm. Print out the lists of, uh, of prospects to follow up with. Create a personal video to send to people, send those videos. Uh, and then I had some acting things. I want to do an audition. Mm -hmm. And I don't, you know, there's an, someone's asked me to do an audition tape for a movie that's coming up. Uh, and then I've got like four other things. Now, that's too much. So they need to be prioritized. So I put them in order. So I know I'm doing the, the biggest one first. And I did that. And I've done some amazing work today. I won't get through everything. But as I started working on all this stuff, I found myself checking email because I had to go and look for an email. But while I'm looking for that email, some other emails came up and I started reading them. That's a classic example. And I'm like, David, you, the reason I was aware of it was because I, I put a time next to every single thing. This will be done by 10 o'clock. This will be done by 1030. This will be done by 11. So I knew I was on a schedule. And as I'm checking the email, I'm like, this is exactly the kind of thing that pulls us off course. And this is just one day. Imagine all the things that will come in to pull us off course over the next week or the next three months or the next year. Yeah, it's very easy to become, like you mentioned at the beginning of the conversation, scatterbrained because you just have all these different commitments and things coming at you all at one time. Yep. If it's not carefully organized, you'll just be going wherever you're called. <laughs> yeah, what we need is artificial constraints. Yeah. And they're artificial because we can do anything we want mostly uh, within reason. There's so many things I could do over the next 12 months. If I don't constrain my goals to, okay, I want to be a, get a lead role in a major film. I want to have this many clients at this level that I can really impact. If we don't constrain things that I, I recently joined um, an improv troupe because I thought it'd be good acting training. Well, it is good acting training and it's taking a lot of time up time away from thing from, from these other goals of say going for the auditions. So we, we need to create artificial constraints. And by me putting times on every single thing today, that's an artificial constraint. And, I, and one thing I allocated half an hour, but I was running behind. So I had to do that thing in five minutes. I had to, to stay on track. That's an artificial constraint. This is another reason that coaching can be so useful because that's an outside force where your coach can say, what are you going to do this week? And what will you agree not to do? 
And then at the end of the week for the next session, did you do it? Oh, you didn't do it? Why didn't you do it? What got in the way? Well, I got busy with this and that. And then we start to drill down and see where the person actually went off course so that next week they might say, I got 80% of my task list done. Okay, great. Let's celebrate that. And where did you go off course? What happened? Sometimes people need a consequence. They might be motivated by a reward. If I get all this done, I get a massage, for example. Or if I get all this, if I get this done, I get to make a cup of tea. It could be as simple as that. Or if I don't do this by three o'clock Friday, I'm going to pay $5 to someone I don't like. Mm-hmm. Right? I'll, or I'll send it to an organization I really despise or whatever. Yeah. Some consequence that'll get your attention and be a forcing mechanism to focus on the things that you have said that matter. And one of the things I found interesting, like when I was looking at your website and some of the work that you've done, is you talk about uh, focusing more while doing less. And I find that sounded kind of interesting to me because I find that really does help with, you know, feeling as though you're all over the place. Yeah. If you focus on less and constrain your goals and then constrain the times around them, then you can achieve more than if you tried to get everything. You know, speaking of goals, right? as the new year is approaching like what do you think people can do to choose the right goals and the right plans to make sure that they have a productive year oh i like that question it's very appropriate as we come up to 2022 and what what makes this a bit tricky yusuf is the mind will often hide goals from us it'll hide dreams so this acting thing is a good example for 10 years i've been thinking One day I'd like to move to Los Angeles, just one day before I die and full on dive into acting for a year or two. But I didn't tell anybody. It was just, it's just, it came into my mind and I didn't tell anyone because I didn't know if I was actually going to do it. It was just a nice idea. And then more recently I decided, you know what, maybe the time's getting close. I'll tell a couple of people. And then one friend said, oh, I did that. I'm like, really? She said, yeah, I moved to LA. I pursued acting. And she said, look, I'm going to an audition for a play. Do you want to come with me and audition with me? And I said, I don't know how to audition, but I'll come with you. Anyway, one thing led to another and they ended up offering me the lead in a, in a professional uh, production. So now I'm a paid working actor. And it all became, came because I started speaking it. So the mind will hide these things. I think we could start with some lists. And so again, piece of paper right at the top of a, of, a, of a page. How would I love my life to look? Let's choose December 31, 2022. You can pick anything. You pick 10 years, you pick six months, but why not pick the end of next year? And then I'll, I'll offer some categories that you could write some goals in. So finances, mm-hmm. how much income are you making and how much do you have in the bank? Mm-hmm. That's a start. Mm-hmm. how much time are you working and how much time do you have off mm-hmm. for yourself? That's another, usually a pretty important metric for a lot of my clients. Mm-hmm. Then you could look at relationships. Do you have any relationship goals? If you're not in a relationship, maybe you'd like to be in one. There's a goal. Yeah. If you're in one, um, how would you like it to look? Would you like 
the sniping and criticisms to be reduced 50% in your communication? Would you like more love being expressed? Would you like your partner to be 50% happier in life? Uh, what about your kids? Do you have a do you have a goal around that? So relationships is another area. Then there's self-care. How would you like to be living? I, I bet you already know. When I, I was on a session with my coach and I said, give me a second. I'm just going to write this down. I wrote it all. I knew what I should be doing, right? Maybe it's exercising. Maybe it's something around nutrition. Maybe it's something you're eating or drinking that you think is probably not helping your life. So self-care is another one. And then another box that I like is self-expression. Just what for you would you love to, is there something you've always wanted to do? If you like, I've, I've always wanted to sing well. And, and so two months ago I went and got a singing teacher. Now I'm doing exercises almost every day for that. That's one thing for me. Maybe you want to dance. Maybe you want to swim with dolphins. I've always wanted to go to Brazil. That's on my bucket list. So you could, you might say, you know what? Sometime next year, I'm going to Norway. Whatever it is, I think this exercise could get you started. And then again, once you've done it, you might run it past your partner or some friends. If you've got a coach, definitely work with your coach on it. If you don't have a coach, request a session with me and we can set some goals. And then once you've done that, you want to do some triage and just put number one, next to here's the question if i only was able to achieve one of these which would it be which one's most important and then you do number one two three and i think roughly three business goals or work goals and three personal goals is a good rule of thumb but you can change it but once you start getting up to 10 some of those are going to have to be put in a drawer you don't have to give them up but you just say i'm not going to work on these other goals until I've hit my milestones in these goals. I have to show some forward motion in these goals before I can pull out a goal out of the drawer. Now, that's not easy. And you don't, I also want to say, you don't have to apply any of this stuff. I've found that it works for me. It works for my clients. And sometimes I'm very organized and focused like this. And other times I just navigate by what feels good. And sometimes that works. But if that hasn't been working for you, you might want to use some of these structural components. I don't think it would hurt. I think, you know, when someone is bringing, you know, knowledge, wisdom and experience such as yourself, it definitely doesn't hurt to uh, implement some of these strategies and, you know, and try it out in your life. Yeah. So with everything that you just said, because I really like the answer that you gave, when someone reaches out to you for a session, what kind of value can they expect to get from the work that you do? What a great question. What kind of value? Well, <clears throat> firstly, clarity. Clarity on what matters and clarity on what would be nice to have but doesn't truly matter. So that's really important. Secondly, inspiration. That would be my aim. That, that my clients are inspired to create more than they would on their own. Maybe there's something that just they've given up on and just thought that's too hard. But with someone else helping out, it's like, oh, wait, maybe that's actually achievable. Maybe there's something that they've wanted since they were, they were a kid, but, but just never thought they'd, oh, I could set that as a goal and actually make it happen. So clarity, inspiration, and then thirdly, the achieving. 
of the goals. I think if you get, I think if you are going to get some outside input, which could be a mastermind, it could be a long-term accountability program, or it could be uh, working with a coach, the chances of achieving the goals goes up by as much as 100%, maybe more. You can double your chances of actually getting there. And I think that's pretty valuable. Left to our own devices, we may still achieve great things. We often do. In fact, the only people I work with are people who've already shown that they're able to do that because then I know I can help them go higher and further. Um, if someone doesn't have a track record of success, maybe I can help, maybe I can't. So you're already doing great things, but with coaching input, there's less li- it's less likely you're going to drop that ball. You know how you get momentum for something? You might see a movie or something happens and you get inspired and you might do a little research, like maybe, oh, I'm going to join a gym. You do a little research, but then you don't join the gym and then you get busy and it's gone. That spark is gone. You got to wait another six months until you're feeling the impulse. Well, with a coach, it's almost like a spark, a spark nurturer. It's like, all right, well, you said that. Do you want to let it drop or do you want to keep it going? No, I don't want to let it drop. I really want to want to get fit. Okay, what are you going to do about it? Mm-hmm. I'm going to join a gym. Okay, by when? Oh, oh, um, well, uh, how about by the end of this month? Well, that's three weeks away. Why would you wait three weeks to start your commitment to your health? He said, now I'm I'm making up an imaginary conversation with a client. But that's an example of how the third one can come into play. So I mentioned, what were the three now? The first one was clarity. The second one was inspiration. And the third one was actually achieving those goals. And then the ultimate benefit of working with any good coach, it doesn't have to be me, is feeling great about your life. Even before you achieve all the things you want to achieve, there's that feeling of knowing that you are totally on track and doing everything that you should be doing to have that. Like today, I didn't get through everything I wanted to get through. And I'm not going to. Some last minute things were added to my calendar, which is fine. But what I realize is I feel great about what I did today because I know I did the things that are most important for my life today. I know I did that. The days when I don't do that, I don't feel good. And so how do we handle that? Go and have a beer. Go and smoke some weed. Go and watch some TV. Go and do some shopping. Go and play some internet poker because not feeling good about ourselves. It doesn't have to be that way. Choose what you want to go for and then be in action towards that every day and life gets better. I can agree with that. Very well said. My final question for you, actually, it's not even really a question. I like to call this part uh, the open floor. So I'll leave you with the open floor so you can, anything that you want to discuss or communicate to the listeners, you're definitely more than welcome to do so. The floor is all yours. Floor is mine, huh? Yeah. I would say simply uh, an invitation. If you want more out of life, you're already doing well in a number of areas, but maybe not in all of the areas, and you believe that outside input could have you fly higher and faster, and you're honestly interested in coaching, reach out to me. I can give you a link where you can request a 15-minute session. 
I'll ask you some probing questions before we even get on the phone and those questions are amazing. They'll really help you learn a lot about what you want out of life and work. And then uh, on that 15 minute call, we'll see if we're a fit. We'll see if coaching actually is likely to have a big impact on your 2022. And if it's not, we'll part company as friends. And if it looks like it would have an impact, then we'll give it a trial for a month. And if it works out, then we'll, we'll keep going. Uh, that's what I would say to people. And can I give people a link? I created a link where people can request that session. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, great. So this will take you to a hidden page on my site, uh, just for podcast listeners. And the link is myfocusgift.com because I want to give you the gift of focus. So I created a link that I thought would be easy to remember, myfocusgift.com, and that will redirect you straight to the hidden page on my site where you can put your email address in and then there'll be a link to request a session with me. You can also listen to my podcast, which is Extraordinary Focus with David Wood. And there are a couple of other goodies I provided there because I wanted to give listeners a couple of free downloads so that they can achieve twice as much in half the time. So I hope you have fun with that link, myfocusgift.com. And uh, if you choose to use it, then I look forward to staying in touch and maybe we'll even have a call and see what we could do in 2022. Okay, yes, I'll include it in the description of the episode as well so listeners can have a look at it and reach out to you if it's something that would be of interest to them. Thank you. Yeah, you're very welcome. Yeah, thank you for joining me on the podcast. It's been a very, uh, it's been a real pleasure having this conversation with you. Well, it's been my pleasure. Thank you, Yusuf. Yeah, you're very welcome. Thank you for listening to the Wire to Wire podcast. Be sure to share and subscribe. You can also check out my books, including my latest one, Quarantine Thoughts, available at all retailers. The link is in the description. Until next time.